fully obey the word of God and who he is. We're asking God for all these things that that pertain our own personal lives. But hey, if we shift the focus from me, myself, and I to the broader picture and to God, he will speak to us through his word, our issues, everything that, you know, might might be pressing on your mind and pushing you down, it will grow strangely dim. And you will look you will look at it no more the way that you did. Welcome back at Think at the Well. Today we will be talking about a very interesting topic and it's going to be the topic of obedience. So I have been thinking about that lately for the past couple of months and I've been listening to sermons, been reading the Bible, Bible passages that uh, speak about that topic and it's interesting though because I I usually like to get a definition first to see what does it actually mean and what have I been thinking about that in the past and why and is it true or not do I have to walk out of in of a possible error did I believe it did I understand it correctly and so I will give you the definition of Cambridge dictionary and it says that Obeying means doing or willing to do what you have been told to do by someone in authority. So now thinking about it, that God is the ultimate authority that that we have that exists in this universe and beyond this universe. What does it mean to obey and what requirements do we need to fulfill in order to be able to obey? And so if we now take a biblical definition that kind of fits with the definition that I just read from the Cambridge Dictionary is if we would go to James 1.22 and it reads this, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. So looks like obedience is a lot about acting. Vicky, my question to you is, can you obey in theory? That's a very good question, because as you were doing the introduction, something that came to mind almost immediately was the text in the Bible where um, it says, you know, the uh, father asked the son to go and do uh, a, a thing. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> to, yeah, to go and do a thing. And one son said, yes, dad, I will go and do it and didn't do it, right? And then yeah. the other son uh went, you know, through a fit, why do I have to do it, blah, blah, blah. And he went and still did it. And so I think that's the text that I thought about right away. And it does complement this, um, you know, uh, command of doing, not just here, like, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do, but actually being like, um, basically surrendering your own will and submitting to the will of the Father and going and being obedient to that what we are, you know, being commanded to do. Absolutely. And I, I to add to that, to the story of the two sons, one of which said, oh, yeah, yeah, I will do it and then never did it. Is it possible that you can say something or like really mean it with your heart? I don't think that the son said it in order to please his father with the intention in mind not to do it, but that he eventually just forgot to do it, which is still disobedience, but he didn't do it because then in James 1, if we go a couple verses further, it says, 
says in verse 25, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Well, I think we don't really know what, you know, his motive or intent. But if we look at what practically in our life happens oftentimes is that we do have a good heart going into something and we do have good motives. Even when you make plans with people or you, you know, um, you're in, in prayer or, um, and, and you just receive instruction from the Lord on next steps you have to do. Sometimes we see God, um, you know, we seek his counsel in certain things and the Lord reveals to us what, what his, uh, guidance is for us, but we aren't willing to lay aside our own desires or our own vision for something. And so we choose not to obey. Um, but I don't know if practically what your, uh, what your question was, was that, you know, you, you kind of can, can disobey or you disobey not because you don't want to, but because you sort of, um, yeah, because you sort of just forgot to or whatever. Yeah, because because here is what I think. And even going back to verse 22 again of James 1, it says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves, you know? And so what, how I thought about it is that even if I read something, I read a command, like let's say I read the command that we should love one another. And I know for sure there are people in my life that I avoid, which means I don't love them. I don't have fights with them or, or hatred or whatever, but I just avoid them. Like I, I don't love them. I don't fulfill that command. And I read it and I think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Ugh, and those people come to mind and I'm like, yeah, I should, I should love them. Like, what do I do about it? But then I go about my day and, you know, I read other Bible texts or I talk to friends and whatever. I have a very comfortable life. And so I go on with whatever, you know, and then when that passage comes to mind again, or when I read something that is associated with that, I make excuses, you know, or like a person starts to make excuses and say, oh, yeah, but, and then fill in the blank. But whenever you say but to something that Jesus commanded us, that's a snare. Just as with Peter, you know, when he asked the Lord, oh, how often should we forgive um, our adversaries or enemies or whatever? You know, like how often should we forgive one another? Seven times, mm -hmm. you know, and Jesus said no. 77 times 7 times 7 times 7. No, he didn't say that, but <laughs> you get the point. It's like an infinite amount of forgiveness that Jesus is asking of us. So you can't really say, but, but then you start to make excuses and all these things. So it is possible, as per this Bible verse and others as well, that we can deceive ourselves. And I feel like Christians are in our days are often doing that. They're often deceiving themselves by making excuses not to fully obey. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, yeah, that's a very, very great point. And I think part of that is we are a little bit eager, I think, to know the will of God and know his ways and know his plans, but we haven't yet learned to subdue our own will and subdue our own plans and desires. And so our 
prayer is not geared towards like, Lord, align me to your vision. Lord, align me to your purpose. Teach me to walk in a uh, path of obedience and a path of surrender and actually allowing God to work on our character and, and learn to break off the resistance that we often put up to God's call on our life. Um, and instead we're saying like, Lord, you know, lead me in this or show me this or what do I do in this? And we're asking these sort of questions. And then when God answers us these questions and gives us instruction and command, we haven't learned to, we haven't worked on the parts of our character. We haven't surrendered the parts of our characters that allow us to fall in step. And and again, this is maybe my my thoughts or something that I'm just processing in my mind, but it kind of makes sense in my mind that like if we haven't learned to walk in surrender to God, like surrendering our will and our own desires, then how will we be obedient? How how would we have the will and the ability to be obedient, to be uh, subdued or I guess, yeah, surrendered to God's instruction? I don't know. That's not possible, I guess. Yeah. And I think too, I'll just cut you off for one second because one of my, one of my thoughts kind of aligned with faith too, right? Oftentimes, you know, the Bible teaches us like, uh, yeah, that, that faith is from a mustard seed and all these things and just have a little grain and just have a little bit of faith. It's enough to move mountains and stuff like that. But how often when we come to God in prayer, we know, we know that, uh, God has the ability to do something for us and that, you know, sometimes, yeah, I guess, yeah, we know that he has the ability to do something, but oftentimes we say, Lord, like, teach me, teach me to just have faith in your faithfulness. Teach me to, you know, uh, help me see that you are for me, not against me. And we know these things about him, but sometimes, oftentimes we pray for God to reveal these things once again in us and renew our faith once again, not because we don't know that he is there and present and and all these things, but because we just lack. And so again, in obedience, we like know that God is for us and we know that his instruction is, is so, you know, good and clear and, and great for us. But whether we have the ability to surrender, I think that's literally the next step of like, okay, God, now teach me to actually surrender to your plan and be obedient to that. I also would like to take it one step deeper. We do have the written word of God, which means that we already have lots of instructions. We can completely know God's, not completely, but we can know God's character to an extent where we can obey his faithfulness based on what we what we see in the bible what we read in the stories of the old and the new testament of what's still outstanding is that we're all waiting for jesus to come back and all of that but so for instance you mentioned that story and that's connected to the mulberry tree right the the mustard seed oh if you had faith like a mustard seed you could mm-hmm. say to that mulberry tree be uprooted and be planted in the sea. And if you read that story in context, it is speaking about forgiveness and forgiving um, one another. And so if we cannot do that, which sometimes it's a very hard thing, right? Like we're not talking about, um, I step on your toe and you can't forgive me. It's like a partner committing adultery. 
something really heavy to carry, you know, something that really breaks you into pieces. And when it's really almost impossible in our minds to, to take action, which obedience is about taking action. It's about an act to forgive and to process it and to stick around that Mm -hmm. person and to, to still love that person and to heal internally. That's very hard. But here Jesus says, if you had faith like a mustard seed. So I feel like how, how I understand the story is that when it is hard to obey, which oftentimes it is. Every single thing that Jesus commands us to do in terms of forgiving, loving one another, um, re- rebuking one another in all love and respect, that's very hard to do. Oftentimes we're driven by our emotions, by our thoughts, by our experiences, all these things that make us us. Mm-hmm. But then who are we in Christ as like a new creature? How can we, how can we truly set that aside and obey. And I feel like when it's really, really, really hard to obey in a, in a sin that somebody has committed against us or whatever it might be in terms of forgiveness, then we can so bring it before God and learn that he is still in control and learn that he is still faithful and learn all these things about him, deepen our knowledge in him, which will then increase our faith. And even if it has grown to the tiny amount of like one mustard seed, we will be able, we will be able to forgive. Mm -hmm. And this is not just theory. This is the Bible is not just theory. You know, people can say, well, yeah, in theory, that makes sense if you read the passage or whatever. But no, the Bible is all about an action. God didn't come down here in theory. He came. He didn't just die and said and said, I love you and I will do this and that for you. He accomplished what he said. And how much more can we learn from that as well? And so one of the things that I... I want to ask you about in 1 Peter 1, verses 13 and 14, and I'm quickly going to read them as well. It says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Mm-hmm. In all your conduct. Yeah. How are you able to do that without the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, you're not. And exactly. That's the, yeah, that's the point is that you are to seek God daily. And again, it comes back to the whole thing where it's, you know, Romans says, do not be conformed to this world, be transformed yes. by the renewal of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what the will of God is. So, um, you know, it's a beautiful call to action, I think. And it's a beautiful call to ask God to train that up in you because we know, um, who God is. We know his character and we know his love for us and his faithfulness. And as we read the word, we see all of these commands and we also, however, know our inability to fulfill these commands without the Holy Spirit. And so we must spend time on our knees in prayer and saying, God, like I'm seeing this command in my life and I don't have dominion over it. I don't have the power to, you know, even something that we had talked about before um, witnessing, right? Sometimes um, 
you know, the Holy Spirit just urges your heart to go and do something, step out in faith, talk to someone, act in a certain way, whatever. And we're just like, nope, there's no way. But the thing that we always seem to forget is that, well, A, God knows us and our abilities and our uh, characters and our inabilities. Exactly. And then <laughs> yeah. he also, he works with that. He didn't just create you in whatever, in, in your own, in whatever way, giving you this character of yours and this personality of yours and this, all of this stuff about you as an individual. And then he, so he didn't just create that and be like, oh, okay, now I'm going to just like veto all of that and not take that into consideration when I start working with you. I think he creates us all as individuals with different abilities and different personalities and all of these things. And then taking all of that into consideration, he wants to use us in certain ways for certain things so that his name can be glorified even more. That through a person, for example, wouldn't that be such a incredible testimony of somebody knowing themselves being like, I am the least person to get up on stage and sing a song, or I'm the least person to come up to someone in the corner and just bless them with the, 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 you know, words from scripture or whatever. I am so shy about these things, or I have an insecurity. And then God giving them the ability and the, uh, confidence and the, strength to go and act on these things they are able to overcome and they're able to look back and say well a there's no way that was me acting on my own because I of my own nature would never do that and b how cool is it that God can take us in our weakness and make us strong and make us see the power of his spirit working in us and through us like that's such a testimony of again mm -hmm. god's intricate involvement in our every detail of every part of our lives yeah absolutely i remember that story when you went to honduras and you were so sick mm -hmm. but you had to lead worship and how the lord gave you strength although you had a fever were close to death as i like to exaggerate <laughs> I had no, no she voice. wasn't. <laughs> she had no voice, a, a very high fever, but every single time it was time to sing and worship, she would get up on stage and, and obey and do it. Well, the crazy thing is that I just, you know, got up. And this actually is funny that you bring the story up because I totally forgot how in my heart of hearts, I was like, this is lunacy. This is like, there's no way that I'm going to be useful right now. And I had a little bit of an attitude about it because I was kind of like the leader of our group kind of you know, told me that I have to go, you know, I'm leading and whatever. I can't stay at home that day. And so we get to the first location. And in my heart, I'm like, you know, what is the point of all of this? Like, and I'm looking at the leader and I'm just like, kind of like, who do you think you are <laughs> type of thing? <laughs> I had a little bit of an attitude. I'm no saint. And I'm standing out front and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to open my mouth and, you know, start, start, singing and I'll show the the leader that like I literally have no voice and as I opened my mouth just like a noise came out my singing came out and I just look shocked and I look at the leader and I look around and I'm just singing the words of the song and I'm like what is happening and of course the Holy Spirit had to deal with me in a whole other way and there's a huge story behind it all of of the lessons and things that I was learning but that's kind of a funny you know question or a funny story to remember because we thought we brought up the example of the son right who said I won't do it but he still did that that was literally the state of my heart I was 
like, there's no yeah. way I'm going to sing. There's no way that this is going to work. And then I still go and do it because I want to please the father and I want to be obedient to the father, meaning God on high above. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be obedient to the purpose of, you know, when I went on missions and I was there and God was faithful. God showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's such a crazy story. And I love to remember it by myself, even when I don't feel like doing something. So um I kind of want to bring that I not idea, but like that topic of obedience to a close. There's so much more to say about that. There are so many more Bible passages that speak about it. And please do your own research and check your own heart. But there is one Bible passage that I that I want to read. And Jesus himself references that. I, I think in all four gospels, but don't, don't quote me on that. I know specifically in one gospel he does and he tells the Pharisees, go and learn what that means. That I desire mercy more than sacrifice. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he kind of put the Pharisees to shame because they thought, oh, they were, you know, so holy because they, you know, kept all the sacrificial laws that they had at the time and stuff. And then there's one Bible passage or one Bible verse that really, really stands out to me. And it's in First Samuel 15, verse 22. And it says, And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that kind of person that, you know, goes into mysticism or new age or any of that, you know, like I'm, I'm (laughs) very opposed to that. So we can, I, I still believe that God still speaks to us today. He absolutely does. He's our living God. And he speaks to us through his word as well. So in order for us to know what he wants of us, we need to, we need to read the Bible and we need to know what it says and not just to read it for the sake of gaining information and being able to debate other Christians or to debate, um, the, the, our, the congregation that we're a part of or the doctrine that we believe is true or any, anything like that. We should be reading his word with a listening heart so that we can listen and obey fully obey the word of God and who he is and what he wants of us. And so many things are clear. And often, just as you said earlier in our conversation, we're asking God for all these things that that pertain our own personal lives. But hey, if we shift the focus from me, myself and I to the broader picture and to God, he will speak to us through his word and our our questions, our circumstances, our issues, everything that, you know, might might be pressing on your mind and pushing you down, it will grow strangely dim. Mm-hmm. And you will look you will look at it no more the way that you did, because then God is so much greater and you will be able to obey him fully by the power of the Holy Spirit. And my question is today, do you believe that? 
Do you believe that? Have you come to just a tiny bit of understanding? And I'm not saying that we have the full understanding. We have just, you know, as tiny of an understanding as does every other limited human. But have you come to a little bit of understanding what it means that the Holy Spirit lives in you and that you are able and especially forgiveness or loving another person. It seems so easy because our culture has redefined those things. But if you know the biblical definition, you will realize how hard it is. The Holy Spirit will show you where you need to grow. And he who has begun the good work in you is faithful. He will bring it to an end. So just really stay close to that and let that truth completely set you free from whatever you might be struggling with, especially disobedience, because the one who obeys the Lord pleases the Lord. And if you want to, if you know the Lord and if you love him, then you want to please him. That is so beautifully said, Sabine. Thank you so much for sharing. That was very encouraging. And I hope it challenges all of us to just check our hearts, live in his truth. And one thing that we want to leave you with is just to really think about the, you know, benefits or the stories in your life where you had to break and mold and shape or set aside your will, um, for to be obedient to God's instruction or God's direction and the result of that or vice versa think about um when you when you didn't obey that little nudge in your voice uh, in your heart and then the results of that and um you can start off by thinking about you know just life in general not even with God but look at your past look at you know when you were a kid or whatever and um your dad or your parents gave you instruction on something and you disobeyed what the result was of that and that will bring some humor maybe in your life but also some remembrance of like your your parents are for you they are giving you instruction they're giving you direction and they're wanting you to grow and learn from it so much more is the father so much more is is god in his heart for us so just uh leaving you with a little bit of a challenge for this week and we hope to speak to you again <laughs>